Tonight we're doing something extra special, and I'm super, super pumped. We got five minutes of fire. Hey! So this is a special night. We got five people preaching the word. <laughs> we're going to do five people, five minutes each, rapid fire. So first up, we got Holly Davis, DJ Holly D. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> What's up? She got her Bible. She ready. We got Matt Bessel coming out. He brought his fire extinguisher just in case. <laughs> Yo, we got my girl, Lexi. Come on up. Come on up. We got Josh. Come on. Come on, somebody. And we got my girl, Ashley Kelly. Come on, come on, come on. Give it up, give it up, give it up. <laughs> it looks like we're doing almost like a talk show host. So, Lexi, you're first. You're sitting in that seat. Holly Davis, Lexi, you and you too. I don't know what we're doing. I'm just, I'm just going off, okay? We got to get some excitement. Come on, come on. Let's go, let's go. We got to get them excited. We got them excited. Hey. No, the, ah! Y'all are doing it against each other. Just kidding. This is what we're doing. All of you are just going to do this, right? This is the order. Oh, I'm done. I tried, guys. I tried. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I understand. We got some, we got some nerves. You got to cheer them on. They're a little nervous. It's totally fine. Okay. So what we're going to do is Lexi's going to go first. So the timer is going to start once they get right here and start talking. We're going to have a five-minute timer. It's totally great. It's going to be awesome. Hey! All right. Is this on? Okay, cool. So um, I'm going to talk about naps. Like, we like naps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how, like, Jesus, he's, like, all about all the know? He knows what's up. He likes naps, too. Um, so we're going to get into the story of Jesus' greatest nap, I think. Um, so this story is in Mark 4. We're going to start out. Um, Jesus, you know, was on a boat with his homies, and uh, he was going to cross the lake. And um, so that's where he was going. So Mark 4, 36. So they took Jesus on the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. Highways were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. So during all of this, you just imagine how crazy this boat is going. And Jesus does not wake up. Like we all have that one friend that can literally sleep through a tornado. Yeah. Like that's Jesus. Jesus yeah. is just like, and literally, he probably is rolling around, but he's still sleeping because, like, the nap of Jesus is probably the best nap you'll ever get. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, all, like, of course, the disciples are freaking out, dude, because they're awake and they know what's going on. Um, so, we're going to move to the next verse. Um, so, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The, dis the, the disciple woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care we're going to 
drown? Um, let me ask, let me just say this. This is a really silly question. Like, so, so silly, because does he not know that Jesus already is aware of what's going on? Yeah. I mean, whenever he took his nap, he went to the end of the boat where he can, like, lay out and get really comfortable. It was a very intentional nap. I think Jesus really was, like, he was testing his disciples because that was so purposeful, and he knew that the storm was coming. So it was a test of their faith to see if they would trust that despite that Jesus napping, literally sleeping on what's going on around them, and he's not, like, Jesus isn't worried, but everyone else is. Um, so how can we, like, apply this to our lives? Because in the beginning, we're going to move to... We're going to move to Jesus said, let's cross. Like, we're going to do the, the 35. That's the last one. I'm skipping around. I'm really making this hard for them. So Jesus said, let's cross the river uh, to the other side. The disciples didn't, like, completely miss that because before they even moved onto the boat to go over to the, the lake, this is what he said. He didn't say, yo, let's go into the river and then sink the boat. No, he didn't say that. The disciples completely missed the message. He should, they should have heard that they were going to make it over because that's Come what on. Jesus told them. Yeah. Jesus kept his promise because, yeah. of course, after his disciples woke him up, we're going to move to 30, 39. Sorry. So, you know, he realizes his people are freaking out and are not trusting in him. So he... Uh, he helps out his brothers. He goes, Jesus woke up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Y'all, like, this is so crazy to me. Like, who just says, silence, be still, and everything is just, whew. Yeah. Jesus uh -huh. does that. And God can do that for you in your lives, because yeah. just imagine what would have happened if his disciples would have just trusted in him and grabbed a blanket and took a nap right beside him because yeah. Jesus was there. Come on. They knew what he could do and they were still freaking out, y'all. And do we like sometimes forget that God's with us? Do we remember that he's literally right here? Like my man is right here. I could feel him. The presence is here, guys. And what am I worried about? Why am I freaking out? Because God's right here and if he's laying down taking a nap, that's what I'm going to do too. Come on. Because, That's good. because I have him and he is my strength and he is taller, mightier than any mom and I have to climb, guys, y'all. So um, yeah. I'm, that's why I'm going to leave y'all tonight. But remember, when you're like literally going through the pits of hell, yeah. take a nap. Because yeah. that's what my boy Jesus was doing. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. You're next, bro. You're next, bro. No. <laughs> Talking smack. You got this, brother. All right, what's up going, everybody? What's up going? Anyway, all right. So how many of you guys have had a babysit before? Anybody? Like those real little kids where they're like, 
And if you had to like turn off the TV show that they're watching or take a toy from them because it's time for them to take a nap or something, yeah, what's their reaction? They start throwing a tantrum. A horrible tantrum, screaming, crying, kicking, dropping to the ground, everything. You see it in the middle of the stores, everything. How many of you can say that you've done that in your adult lives? Or up to the point where you are now? <laughs> everything. So, I mean, I've done it. I've been going through stuff since, I mean, it's, it's really stuck out to me since uh, summer of 2015, okay? I haven't, like, I didn't drop down, like, to throw a tantrum like a two-year-old, but I had my own little tantrums with God, you know? Um, starting in summer of 2015, I went to basic training for the National Guard and infantry because I had this plan for my life. I'm going to go to the National Guard, I'm going to come out, I'm going to be a cop, I'm going to do all this stuff, make mad money, and I'm going to be so far away from everybody else that it's great because that's what I want to do with my life, right? Um, two weeks before basic training ended, I got told by my drill sergeants that I wouldn't be able to continue being in, being in basic training or graduate and become be in the National Guard because of an injury. Um, that same day that I was getting, I found out I'm getting kicked out, I got a letter that my parents are getting divorced. And it's just like one of those things where everything hits you at one time. Mm. And then I come back, and sorry, mine's not as upbeat as hers right now, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get there, I promise. <laughs> so um, I get back, and you know, one thing after another, I fall back into everything from back home. I gotta, okay, I gotta repurpose my, you know, where I'm going. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna, you know, come back home for everything, you know, breaks and what, whatnot. And I'm gonna be a cop. I still got the cop path. I can still, you know, I still got my path that I'm gonna go on right here. So I come back, and another thing happens, and with lies and deceptions and a whole bunch of stuff, um, my relationship with my mom, you know, kind of just went off the tracks one day going to church, and. That's you know that's a hard blow if you're really close to one parent and then something happens and with you know you don't know what's going on and that relationship just crashes you don't know where to go from there right. Uh, more recently, I tried out to get into uh, I'm like you know what I can pick myself up we're good came up to IUP was doing classes here at IUP and I'm like you know what I'm gonna go police academy I'm gonna get into the police academy so we go for the I went to try out for the police academy and I failed right failed twice for the PT test for a mile and a half. And so now, where am I supposed to go? Because I have this path that I'm going to go on, and you know, I, I, everything is gone. I don't know where I'm supposed to go. Everything I had planned out for my life is gone. Mm. And then I started to think, and I, I threw my own tamper, tantrum. I went to a parking lot, and I parked my car, shut it off, and I sat there, and I just had a screaming fest. And it probably looked ridiculous, like a, tan, like a two-year-old tantrum in my car. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve all this? Wow crap up to this point, yeah. you know? And then I started thinking, and, you know, a story kind of jumped out at me, and it's the story of Job. If you guys aren't familiar, Job is this guy who, you know, is said to be blameless. He's a great guy. Not, he doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't sin. He lives his life, you know, under the hedge of protection of God. And he has everything. He has camels out the wazoo. He's got sheep. He's got, like, literally everything you can imagine. He's got, I think it said five kids in the Bible. It's five kids. And he, you know, tries to raise them up in a godly manner. And then with a few, within a few minutes, everything is taken from him. Mm. Because Satan wants to try to prove to God that I can torment this man so much that he's going to turn from you. And he's going to, you know, curse you, basically. And God said, you can do everything but kill this man. And he's still going to turn back to me. And it worked, you know. God was right, you know. Job stayed on, on the path of God. And then he just had a breakdown. He had his friends, his friends came over to see him and they wept with him and everything. And he 
you know what, God, everything's gone for me, take my life, go ahead. And he asks God to kill him so many times until chapter 38, which is one of my, you know, you know, God, um, Job has this 38 chapter whine at God, and then God comes back with, in a whirlwind, and he says, one of my favorite verses in this entire story, is chapter 33, it's gird up now thy loins like a man, for I'll demand of thee, and answer thou me. Basically, translation, put on your big boy pants, chest up, and talk to me like a man. Quit whining, quit throwing a temper tantrum, and answer me. Where were you whenever I created the world? Where were you whenever I made heaven and earth? Where were you whenever I made the sea and everything? Basically saying that, you know, who are we to question God and what his timing is for us mm. whenever he's the one who gave literally everything we have? Yeah. And what can we do except praise him all the time? Yeah. Oh! Dude. That was like perfect timing, bro. Did you like rehearse that like? To the second? Wow. Was that your inner Ednol? Yo, we used to have a pastor here. Uh, he's he's awesome. He's with Amplify. His name's Ednol. And Matt Vessel and him are like twins. It's crazy. Man, we love Ednol. Ednol, if you're listening, we miss you and love you. Okay, great. DJ Holiday? What's up? Ooh. Hey, guys. Oh, we are on the clock. Hey, if there's one point that I want you guys to take away from my personal message, it is actually that I am the one that brought the fire. Okay? Okay? I'll leave that there, okay? No, for real. I could giggle with you guys for five minutes straight, but I won't, so we're going to jump on into it, okay? Let's go. So this is Paul talking to people of Philippi, and he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And then I just want to jump to 2 Timothy, which is also Paul saying, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Yeah. And so when I was just praying this week, like literally changed my topic a million times, y'all. <laughs> and I just really felt God saying that someone in the room needed to hear that he is faithful and that he is good. Um, most importantly, that he is faithful all the time. Like that's literally in, in who he is. He is faithful. I mean, it literally says if we are faithless, he remains faithful, which is crazy. Like, how good is God, right? Yeah. Awesome. But what I really wanted to touch on tonight is, like, you know, we're all going through different seasons of life, and I don't know where each of you guys are at individually, but I know that God does. And what do we do? Even though we know this truth about God that he's faithful, right, we all know this we can believe it in our, in our heart, you know, but what do we do when we're really going through the midst of feeling just doubt and feeling like, God, I really don't know that I believe that you're faithful right now, wow. right? Like, like I said, we're all literally Matt. Like you just said, you, you were going through like, you know, just disappointment after disappointment. And I really think that things like that can just stretch our belief in who God is and really, is he really faithful? Right. Um, 
And I went through that season maybe like two months ago. I was just like down and out, y'all. Like it was literally like me crying out to God. Like I feel like you have forgotten me. You have just forsaken me. Where are you at? And isn't it in those moments that we completely forget that we completely forget anything that God has actually done for us, right? Like we forget that he has been faithful. He has provided and that he is good. We just completely, it's like, oh, that was there, but now it's gone. Um, so I just really want to talk really quickly, like how do you combat the doubt? How do you um, just combat the lies that, that tell you that God isn't faithful when you're in that season or whenever you're in that situation or whatever? And obviously he gave us his word, right? We can jump right into his word and, I mean, find so much truth. Like, this is awesome. I wish that I had freaking Paul writing to me. I thank God every time I, you know, pray for you and, and that I just had this encouragement coming at me every day. Hello, Paul. But, um, and the word is great. He gave us that like worship. We can surrender to him and pray and just have, you know, communion with him. But what I really think a beautiful gift that he gave us is just one another relationship, community. And when I'm talking relationship, I'm talking like friendships that are real, like people that know you at your very core. That way they can remind you who God is and who you are in him. Right. And so, yeah, girl, like I'm talking about this relationship with Brittany or Maddie or just friends that know the real you. They know whenever something's going on, they can be like, yo, Hall, like me two months ago. Nick's like, yo, Hall, what's up? Like, you know, and friends that just really know you and can remind you, hey, God is faithful. Guess what? This is just a season that you're in. And we've seen him just rock your world before and he's going to do it again. So I really believe that he's just given us the gift of you know, friendship. And so if you're in this room tonight and you feel like, Hey, I don't have like people that I can just be real with that can remind me that God is faithful. Don't leave the building tonight without just talking to someone, because I really believe at Revel 1929 at Revelry Church, like that is what we stand on. Like relationships that are real, that are true, that can truly remind you who God is and that he truly is faithful. Um, because like we all need those reminders, right? Because sometimes we just don't feel like getting into the word sometimes I don't feel like worshiping sometimes I need my friend standing beside me being like yo he who has began a good work in you will finish it out into completion (laughs) (laughs) I have to do it I have to do it yo that was dope love that you ready bro I almost fell off my chair a minute ago. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Let's go. When my time has begun, I believe <laughs> that, like me, all of you guys are afraid of a lot of different things. In my life, I am afraid of the unknown. I'm afraid of what my week is going to look like. I'm afraid of where I'm going to end up after college because a lot of things are scary. As a child, I have the same story as a lot of people up here, but as a child, my parents got divorced when I was in fourth grade. And then right after that divorce, I found out that my dad wasn't even my biological dad. And there was a lot more to the story. And that really messes with a child. And I carried a lot, of, a lot of hatred. There was no peace in my life up until probably about two years ago. I carried a lot of hatred in my soul. 
and it wasn't good until I had a lot of people come in my life that picked me up and started to worship with me, and they showed me who Jesus was. And there is a psalm that I absolutely love. It's the psalm of life, Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Come on. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. And the key thing I want you to focus on in this verse is that it says, even when I walk through the darkest valley. As Christians, the greatest thing about valleys is we're, we're still going to have the valleys. That does not go away. But we walk through the valley. We are guided by a shepherd. Mm, there is peace in the valley. Wow. If you rest and go to your shepherd, mm. everything you're about to face in your valley, it has already been defeated. 2,000 oh, years wow. ago, as Christians, Let's when we go. had our breakthrough. Whatever situation you're going through, you're still going to have a valley. But when you lean to Jesus and look to Jesus and say, God, I don't like this hell that I'm going through, but I'm going to rest in you and I'm going to rest on your word and what you said to me. Yeah. Though you are true, you are faithful, and we're going to get out of this valley because you do not have residency in the valley. Come you on. walk through the valley. You're yeah. only a visitor. You're only a passerby. You go through the valley and you have a mountaintop. Yeah. And I want to point to a verse in Matthew, Matthew 11:28. This is one of, the, one of the only times that Jesus says, come to me. He says, then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your soul. You will find peace for your soul. One of the great things about being a Christian is you are promised peace. Your situation may not look the best, but when you have peace and you're given a new spirit, your situation can radically change. I may not like my situation, but I have a God who I love. I have a God who loves me and died 2,000 years ago and is willing to give me a peace. And this peace is unlike any other peace that you've ever felt in your life. There is nothing on this earth that can give you peace other than Jesus Christ. And it's a peace that literally brings the dead to life. I believe that there is peace in your situation. You may be thinking, where am I going to end up? Your situation may not look the best, but I promise you that God cares about your situation. And it doesn't matter how small it is or how big it is, I promise you that God told you, you have peace. Yeah. Come to me and you will have peace. Nice, brother. That's so awesome. Last but certainly not least. Yeah. So excited. It's going to be great. Hey, guys. How, how's everyone doing today? Good? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to start out with just a question. I guarantee all of you guys are going to say yes. How many of you guys have had just like this really stressful time in your life? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> kind of figured. That was actually, like, last week for me was, like, everything just kept piling on top of each other. So I'm just going to give you a brief overview of how last week went for me. So first of all, Sunday night, I got sick. I'm still fighting it off. But I was, like, almost down and out. 
And then because of all that, I got really, really, really behind on homework. I had a huge assignment due on Friday. And let's just say it didn't get done until like five minutes before the due date, the due time, because it was like, it was bad. It was really bad. And then like, it was concert week. So like, I'm a music major and I had a concert Saturday and so we have extra rehearsals and you have to have extra practice time so you can make sure everything's perfected. And yeah, that was not fun. And then on top of it all, on Thursday, I, this is sad, but I found out that my cousin committed suicide. So I had that on top of everything and I'm just like, it, it's not going well. So everything piled on top of me and I just, I felt like I had to take care of everything going on. But in reality, I really didn't. So I'm gonna read Matthew 6, 25 through 34 for you guys. So it says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is, it, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Mm. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Wow. Wow. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Mm. Yet yeah, I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed like one of these. And that, uh, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what, will, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want to I just point out 625. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Jesus is saying, don't worry. He's, like, God's got it. God will take care of it. God yeah. will take care of just everything that is going on in your life. I mean, like, how... How do you put your faith in him, though? Like, that's something I struggled with last week. You have to, as it says in 633, seek God. Seek mm. the kingdom of God. Yeah. Seek yeah. him, and he will he'll provide everything for you. Yeah, come on. I mean, as he says, he provides for the birds. And are you not much more valuable than they? We were literally made in God's image come on we were made yes. in god's image of course he's gonna take care of yes. us come on, of girl. course he is going to provide every need yeah. he made us in his image wow <laughs> i mean so what i want you to think about going into this week and just like going into life in general just don't worry put everything on god seek mm. the kingdom of yeah. god come first on. just know that he is going to provide for you. Yeah. He's going to provide everything you need. Yes. Just seek God. Yes. Woo! Dude, shook it. <laughs> that was so dope, guys. Like, 
come on, give it to these guys. They, they were amazing. They were amazing. You can get off the stage now. <laughs> can I have someone remove this? Sorry. <laughs> You're great. You're great. Man, that was so amazing. I don't know about y'all, but I am, you know what? I'm just going to come down here. It's totally fine. <laughs> I am just really encouraged um, by every single person that just shared what God has put on their heart. It can be super scary <laughs> to go up there and what? Yeah, I mean, it can be definitely scary um, to go up here. I know that even I, like, you know, when I'm coming up with a message, it's a little scary to come up here. And uh, they really just had to rely on Jesus and not themselves. And it's definitely something that's pretty hard. And um, I don't know if you all noticed, but a lot, there was a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. Um, and they weren't like... Like they, we, we kind of knew the topics, but as they were talking, they were different topics, but as they were talking, it was just molding into, okay, trust, faith, peace, struggles. How do we, how do we fight our battles? And it's with Jesus, because if we rely on ourselves, we will fail Every single time. And I think it's interesting because peace just kept coming over, you know, over and over again. We say something about peace. You know, we're on the ship with Jesus or the, the boat with Jesus, and there's a huge storm. Let's just take a nap with Jesus. Let's just relax. Let's rely on Jesus. Um, when you put your faith in Jesus, you get this really awesome, uh, it's like a fruit basket in your soul. <laughs> and uh, we call it the fruits of the spirit. But one of those fruits is peace. And one of those is literally when you accept Jesus, it's like right here. But sometimes you got to choose to receive that peace. It's already there, but you have to say, God, Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose your peace. I'm going to choose you. I'm going to choose to receive that, that piece of fruit, God, from that awesome fruit basket that you gave me, however long ago it was. <laughs> and because there's so many people who, who are believers, and like even myself, and sometimes I am anxious. I am struggling. I have battles. I have seasons that I am like, oh my gosh, God, where are you? And then I have to remind myself, God is so good and I need to trust him. He's got my back. All I have to do is just accept that peace and just remind myself how good he is. And some of you may be thinking, I, I don't believe in Jesus and I don't really think he is good. Well, we love you, and you're welcome here, and we're so glad that you are with us. Um, and can I just tell you that even though you haven't accepted Jesus, he is madly in love with you. He's madly in love with you.
God brought his son down to earth. He's literally on the throne in heaven, came down as a baby, lived his life on earth among humans, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. His, he made his home with humanity. And he felt the pain of hate. He felt the pain of doubt. He felt the pain of nails going through his hands and nails going through his feet and whips on his back, ripping open his skin. He bled for you. He gave his life for you. And he saw your face the whole time. And he knew on that cross that you may or may not accept him, but he did it anyways. Because before Jesus, there was this separation from God, and he couldn't take it anymore. He could not take it anymore. And so now we have unlimited access to Jesus, and all he wants you to do is just accept him into your heart. He just wants a relationship with you. That's it. And so let's all just close our eyes for just a moment of privacy. And I just want to have this time every single week just to give someone an opportunity. You know, if you have not accepted Jesus and today you're just feeling something pulling on your heart, he's thinking, wow. Maybe God does love me. Wow, he, he does. He gave his, his life for me, even though I would never, you know, I may not even accept him. He may know that I may not even love him back, but he still loves me even after everything. Y'all, he is madly in love with you. And honestly, he's not going to force his way in your life. He's going to wait on you. Because he's a patient God. And so if you're ready to receive that peace, receive him, Jesus, I'm going to count to three and you can go ahead and raise your hand. One, two, three. I'm going to say um, a prayer for another group of people, and it's people that you have accepted Jesus. But, man, you really feel like you're going through a battle right now. You feel like you're in that valley. And you're trying to do it yourself. You just feel surrounded. And you're like, it's so hard for you to just trust God. But he... He has already won the war, and he wants to fight that battle with you. He wants to lead you through this, and you're going to come out stronger. And so uh, if, you're gonna, if you're one of those people that's going to say tonight, hey, God, I'm choosing your peace tonight because I know that you are good. Go ahead and raise your hand now. Well, Jesus... We thank you so much for how much you love us, God. Help us to just honestly 
miss you. When, when we are like going through things and we're struggling, God, I just want us to crave you. I want us to just have that in our heart, just a nudge. Just help us to choose you, especially in times like this where we might have exams or stressful things going on in our life and family problems and we may be ill or, God, just going through some battles, God. We know that you have already won the war and that you want to fight this battle, God, that we are surrounded by you. Amen.